Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. He kōna e pūrangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. Kia ora koutou. Haere mai, haere mai, haere mai. Whakaroho mai. So, uh, well, if you if you choose to fuck it all my uh, oh just a bit of roadkill I've been taking photos of roadkill but I'm doing this introduction to this week's the long way home podcast so I shall not interrupt myself it's one of the things I tend to do in life interrupt myself all the time this week's episode of the long way home takes me from Tekuwiti, where I hop, skip and jumped through to Whanganui via a bus to uh, avoid totally disobeying the doctor's orders. So welcome and thank you for joining me on the long way home. Is that the rumbling of a bus, of an intercity bus, I hear you say. And my reply is, yes it is. Just had a stop at Tamaranui. I got the bus from uh, Tikuiti this morning, or this afternoon, 12.45, heading through to Whanganui. I'm going to walk uh, five days, an anticipated five days, maybe six days, if if I need to take it a bit easier, to Palmerston North from Whanganui. I've been advised by the doctor who saw me at Tekwiti to uh, not just not do the Tekwiti to Wanganui section just yet until we find out why I have um, why I'm passing blood. So the tests came back. There's no nothing they can find in the tests. Everything looks good, but for some reason there's bleeding between my uh, kidneys and my bladder, which is causing blood to be, of course, in my, um, me wastewaters. So I'm booked into the doctor for 19th of December when I get back up to Auckland for my son's wedding, son Joe and Millie getting married on the 21st, 22nd. I was coming back for that anyway and I'll stay on for Christmas and get back down to Tikuiti on the 27th, hopefully, hopefully knowing what's going on. The doctor, who's an experienced tramper, um, has said, don't go into the sections where you're going to be days away from medical help should you need it. So that's what I'll do finally to Palmerston North because I've passed through a number of towns, Bulls, Fielding, etc. <sighs> no such thing as a straightforward TA for me. 
but a wonderful time and opportunity was provided to me through that rest, that uh, enforced rest, medical rest in Tekawiti to experience and witness grandparents raising grandchildren and it's made me quite, um, yeah, quite determined that I want to continue to raise the profile of that organisation and of the situation that New Zealand is facing with this generation of parents who in their thousands are falling oh, good afternoon, folks. Welcome off the wagon. City service from Here we go. Tamanui through to Palmas North today. My name is Ken, I'm your hostess with the most tests today, so any complaints, queries or problems, uh, feel free to come forward and see me and I'll try and deal with them as best I can for you. What's the date now? It's um, 10th, today. 10th of December. Crikey, dig. Okay, so I've been uh, in uh, Tikwiti here now. This is my fourth night, I think. And I'm very generously and graciously being uh, uh, hosted by Sharon and James, who are living the experience, the life of grandparents raising grandchildren. In simple terms. It is life-changing. It, um, in my case, uh, 70 years old, just getting used to sleeping into 8.30 or 9.30, enjoying it, and then suddenly we're awake at 6.30, 6 o'clock, uh, making sure that the grandchild has a life, uh, from toilet to right through to school life um, and other, other attributes of normal family life. Uh, which goes missing when you're um, asked to take this role on. And when I say asked, uh, it's not so much asked, you're told. <laughs> um, we, we have uh, decided that your grandchild is at risk, therefore will you take this child? And that was quite devastating. Do you turn around and say no? And what is it that if you say no, it will they'll end up in foster care? Foster care. And I think we had uh, 12 hours notice. Um, wow. And uh, then the police were involved to pick the child up and uh, then they couldn't find him. All of this was new and devastating. Was our grandchild a, a criminal? Were the parents criminals? Or what was... What was happening? It was devastating. So it really was, wasn't it? Wasn't it, Sharon? Yeah. Many, many, many people throughout New Zealand, and we hear of one lady who's age seventy and on her own, and she's got seven grandchildren she's bringing up. One of them's autistic. One of them's got ADHD, and the the five others are, have got other problems. I forget what they are. Uh, I can't remember, but. Yeah. Um, so we think we're very lucky having a, a now six-and-a-half-year-old who was brought up. Um, when he came to us, he had the uh, level of three-and-a-half, and, a half, and uh, he only knew sight words, I, what was it? Yeah, I. He couldn't count past seven, couldn't do the alphabet, couldn't even go to the toilet. And he's now come from a reading level of about age three and a half or four to six, six and a half? Would mm, that be just right? Just about, just about. He's just about at his age level. 
not quite, but he's there. Mass is where it should be, and his comprehension and reading's not quite there, but it's close to it. This boy was left with a, a computer to go to bed with. He'd be, when he was allegedly going to school, he would be sent to bed in his uniform. Um, and he would spend uh, many hours on the computer in bed, and that's all he knew. That's so really now, weird. today, he has no computer, he doesn't Very miss little. it, and he has about one or two hours television a week, and he now does arts and crafts. We've had heard from our own family, immediate family and friends, and much of the population say, oh, it's a matter of choice. Um, in the case of P and all the other drug addiction, including alcohol, choice is one thing, uh, being influenced by others is another thing. And I think that there is an educational process that needs to be far more powerful than we've ever seen to, to get the message across to young girls and young men um, that you want your child to end up in foster care and have no family, then by all manner of means indulge in something that the citizens of New Zealand don't want. This landscape, if you call it that, here at Koitiata Beach, so reminds me of Hokitika. If those of you have been to Hokitika and uh, seen the beach there strewn with massive, massive logs, full, full-sized trees. I'm hoping only about an hour and a half, an hour and three quarters on this, on this beach. I think I'm doing probably at least four kilometers an hour at the moment. In jandals too. I could put my bloody spinnaker up if I had one. We'd rip down this beach. Okay, here we go. I'm putting a plea out to all you farmers and private landowners uh, who have been approached, possibly, by Te Araroa Trust for access to your land as part of the Te Araroa walking trail. Come on, man. I'm walking yet another one of the road sections heading out of Whanganui. And you're right on the, the edge of this road. You've got massive trucks barreling by. And it's crap walking. This uh, trail, I am meeting the most amazing, wonderful human beings in terms of the, not only the trail angels, the locals, but the, um, the people who come from all around the world to walk this trail. And one of their issues with Tararoa is the amount of road walking. And the reason, one of the big reasons is a lot of road walking is because private landowners, farmers, not just farmers, but landowners, have not, they don't see it. Some of these road sections, people start hitchhiking because they just can't, they, they, you feel endangered. Literally, it's only going to be a matter of time, I think, before someone is killed on a road section. It's how dangerous some of them are. And so 
Uh, you private landowners, you farmers, I'm putting this out to you. Please, if you've been approached by Tauradoa Trust for access to your land, please reconsider if you've turned them down previously because this road walking stuff is crap. And it's downright dangerous. So um, here I am in the salubrious kitchen of Glen Adams, <laughs> trail angel extraordinaire. I was uh, put on, put in touch with Glen through Julie Stacy, who I'd been walking a lot with up north, and she's now well ahead of me. And she uh, contacted me and said, "There's a, a trail angel in Fielding, if uh, if you want her details." And so I contacted Glen yesterday, and she wasn't going to be home when I arrived told me where the key was like this is the sort of this is alive and well in New Zealand this is the sort of New Zealand that people like to think New Zealand is many people and so I'm confirming it still does exist and uh, Glenn is a, a wonderful wonderful example of that spirit of New Zealand that still exists so what what led you to be so generous to people passing through like this um, well part of it was when I had my breakdown teaching so it was part of my recovery thing to just trust people again. That's a, that's a bold step to take. Like, was that something that you were advised through from counselling or something? Or? No, no. Um, well, we got into the touring cycling, and and I had already been meeting cyclists because I worked in Wanganui, so I was driving backwards and forwards every day for thirteen years, and I'd meet touring cyclists on the way and. Where are you staying and what are you doing? And then I started inviting them home. <laughs> <laughs> and they just sort of progressed from there. And it's so cool, eh? Because, like, what you're describing, you you obviously get to experience, too, that we are all human mm. beings and we're part of a family, a bigger family. That's right. And it's, oh, it's amazing the people I get through here. And as I said, I, I rescued the odd. <laughs> My sister... Teases me, said, Oh, you're picking up strange men off the road again. <laughs> I have thought of trying to put a sign here. up somewhere, but. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. You're welcome. And thanks for keeping the spirit of, of hospitality and generosity and love alive in this country. Thank you for keep confirming my hope and humanity. <laughs> So there you go, that's another episode down, we'll catch you next week. The Long Way Home is produced by Bruce Hopkins and Justin Gregory, that's me. The executive producer is Tim Watkin, the engineer is Jeremy Veal. Subscribe to every episode of the Long Way Home podcast at iTunes or at radionz.co.nz forward slash series. And while you're there, please rate us. That way more people get to hear these stories. If you go to the Long Way Home webpage at rnz.co.nz, you'll find an interactive map that follows Bruce as he walks to Aroroa. Bruce is also on Twitter at BruceHop, so get in touch if you've got tips, questions, or can offer him a bed, a meal, or a hot shower along the way. You can also email them at thelongwayhome at radionz.co.nz. 
Next time in The Long Way Home, Bruce sits down with me to look back at the journey so far. We look at the highs, the lows, the things he's found, and the things he's lost. The Long Way Home. Whenua, whakapapa, Fano. Follow us. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.